Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad you have joined me. So grab your coffee, grab tea, grab your steering wheel, whatever it is, and uh, let's listen in. So I actually was not going to post something today or record something today because uh, the way I roll, sometimes I record and I do not post till the next day, just depending what I have going on. But anyway, I digress. I was not going to record anything today, but as I was getting ready, I have to meet my friend later on. The Lord dropped something into my spirit that I had been thinking about for a while. So he brings back to memory, hey, remember that thought and how we processed it? Let's share it. And so today I want to talk about being loud, or having a big mouth versus having a voice and finding your voice. I have to say that it took me a while to find my voice and who I am, what I am to say, who do I say it to, how do I say it? And it really has been a process through, uh, you know, other leaders, feeding into me, me reading things, uh, therapy, Holy Spirit, life experiences, just a little bit of everything to kind of get to know who I am and what my voice is instead of being a big mouth. Because your girl had a big mouth. And I have big mouth moments still where I can't believe that I said a certain thing because I knew that it wasn't going to help or edify and I make myself cringe. Thank God, right, that I make myself cringe because that helps me process what I just said so that I don't say it again and I want my words to edify, right, and build up because that's what the word says. And so I know growing up, mostly what we were told uh, was be quiet, don't you're making too much noise. Uh, and so I was very shy and introverted. I, I really didn't know who I was and nobody really was molding that in me. So as parents, we kind of mold our children, but we can do it in an impro- inappropriate way where we're always shutting them down. Unfortunately, there are some of you that are listening to me that maybe you got shut shut down and your voice uh, was completely silenced through abuse or through words that maybe not a parent, but a leader you trusted spoke over you. And sometimes that continues to happen as you're a teenager and then as you're a young person, young woman or young man, and we carry that trauma, we carry uh, that lack of identity and lack of voice into our adulthood. Uh, for me, and that is what I am about, God is the one that helped me. God is the one that brought people around me and alongside me to tell me, to feed me, to uh, pour into me who I am and who God created me to be. And when I say your voice, I don't necessarily mean that it has to be in this platform. But even in your day-to-day activity, your day-to-day life, uh, uh, your day-to-day interaction with people, you know who you are and you know what to say, how to say it, and how to get your point across how to advocate for yourself uh, without screaming, yelling, cussing, using things that people won't be able to hear you. 
You want to be able to be in a room and be around people and speak your mind um, courageously, courageously, and not necessarily forcefully. You don't want your voice also to change depending where you're at, right? Uh, we don't want to just go with the grain, go with the flow everywhere we're at when inside we know that it is not right. Uh, so I know people that depending who they're around, that's how they act. That's because they don't know themselves yet. They're also afraid of rejection. If you've dealt with rejection in your life, uh, that is a huge voice stealer. Huge. For many years, I was always told you're too much. Um, also, you know, you use your hands too much. <laughs> For those of you watching the YouTube video, I was told that. And I don't, this is who I am. I use my hands. It is attached to my voice. <laughs> For some reason, I, that's who I am. And so just little comments like that over my life, you know, be quiet. You're too much. Why do you use your hands? Why do you speak like that? Maybe you should do it like this. And not in a helpful way, because I've had people tell me, well, Liz, how about if you approach it this way? How about if you use this outline instead of this outline? And it has changed my life. It has changed the way that I speak. It has changed the way that I use my voice. But it's been a process. But there first has to be an awareness that your voice has been taken. There first has to be an awareness that you are just a big mouth, always sharing your opinion, that when you walk into the room, your mouth sucks the air out of the room, that people have to walk on eggshells around you because they never know what you're going to say. And I can tell you this because I have been that person. In trying to find my voice, I have had a big mouth and just use my opinion to try to manipulate things to make me comfortable. Meanwhile, I was making others uncomfortable and that's not what, that's not what God called me to do. You know, we see examples in the Bible also, for example, Moses, when God called him to go take free the people of Israel, when God called him uh, to go confront Pharaoh, he uh, immediately told God about, um, and we find that in Exodus 4, verses 10 to 11, that he was like, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to listen to me? And some of you may be watching me right now, maybe have had an idea to write something, to speak somewhere, to do something. And immediately because of who you believe you are, instead of seeing yourself how God sees you, you say, who's going to listen? But that is up to God. If God has placed something in your heart to do, to say, do it. The result is up to God. And God told him, he was like, who made your mouth? Who gave you your voice? Telling Moses, I'm the one who called you. I'm the one who's asked you to do this, you know? And so we see there where fear and uh, low self-esteem can really quench our voice. And I want you to understand something because too often, especially in Christian circles, and uh, because I'm a Christian, I know many people that listen to me are Christian. Uh, but in, in the Christian arena, when we say find your voice and do what God has called you to do, we always think that it's some big thing, right? So when I started my podcast and this now YouTube, my idea is not I want to reach millions. I want to reach who God wants me to reach. And then he does whatever he needs to do. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody right now and you're going to reach millions. 
you're going to reach millions, but you have fear and who's going to listen. We need to leave the results up to God. And so here was God calling Moses and he had this excuse. And we know that eventually what happened was that Aaron was his voice because of how he felt about his own voice. We hear, uh, we see, or we read in John uh, one twenty three, uh, John the Baptist. He uh, he said uh, that it. W- Sorry, <laughs> let me gather my words, gather my thoughts. Uh, the verse says that he was a voice crying out in the wilderness, "Prepare the way of the Lord." So John knew his voice. He was using his voice to prepare the way of the Lord. And so when we are, for example, as I speak to you, I'm hoping that I am opening an area in your life, in your mind, preparing a way in your heart for God to speak to you and for God to do something in your life. Not me. (laughs) I just get the privilege and the pleasure to be his mouthpiece in this arena and hopefully that you can hear God's voice. But God wants us to use our voice to build each other up, to encourage each other, Uh, you know, uh, not to bully one another, not to make others feel bad. I've been in rooms, I've been in one-on-one conversations that I leave and I feel drained and exhausted. Uh, I feel that they have not listened to anything I have said. Uh, I was just a sounding board and not Uh, a one-on-one conversation. They weren't there to hear me out as well. And that's an awful feeling, right? And so when you don't have a voice or when you use your voice incorrectly, that's how we make others feel. And so we need to know where we're at and how God will have us use our voice. And I'm not saying you got to overthink every conversation you have. No, no. There are moments in your life where you know that God wants you to say something and for it to mean something great. It might not even sound great in your mind. Like sometimes y'all, for real, my friends, you know, just listening to myself, sometimes like, Liz, what are you rambling about? But let's focus. (laughs) That God would use our words to encourage and edify. You know, the biggest, biggest uh, area of our life as women, if we have the privilege to have children, that area right there, we need to make sure we're using our voice correctly. And if we don't know who we are, how are we going to speak into our children life and edify them and encourage them, right? So I repeated many of the things that were told to me, to my children. And thankfully, the awareness that I was doing that came quick, not quick enough in some areas, but came quick so that I can change uh, and I can use my voice to encourage I didn't just want to be a loud mouth in the life of my girls and now my grandson. I didn't want them to just hear wow, 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 like the Charlie Brown teacher. I wanted my voice to be one that they would remember as encouraging and uplifting, edifying wisdom. Uh, And that's what we would want to bring into our room, especially where our children are at. Maybe you're a leader at church or a leader at your job. Do people like listening to you? Do people enjoy what you say? And I'm not saying about every conversation is life-changing, but do they like to be around you? Or are they cringing, thinking of what's going to come out of your mouth? Uh, That's not what we want. So I wanted to read some verses, of course, uh, in the Bible 
And let me go to my computer here because I have them pulled up and it'll just be easier. And we have in, in Colossians 4, 2, Colossians, yes, 4, 2, no, 4, 6. It says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Seasoned with salt. That really sits with me because as a, a Hispanic, we love seasoning. <laughs> Don't give us bland stuff. We're, we're not eating it, right? My mom now, as she's got an older poor thing, she tastes the salt even more. So sometimes we taste the food and it doesn't have enough salt, which is very rare because I think she can make the, the best meal out of the worst circumstance. She just has that gift. Uh, but when it's bland, it's like, hmm, what happened? She lost her touch. <laughs> so we don't want to lose our touch with our words. We want them to be seasoned and that they will be palatable, that people will want to eat them, right? And that we won't have to eat our words because of the way we express ourselves. Um, Ephesians 4.29 says, uh, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You know, as I read that, according to their needs pops up to me, right? Because usually we speak, our big mouth talks about what we need. And we're not having a conversation about how can we mutually help one another, edify each other, encourage each other, right? So that really popped um, out to me. Um, and of course, that it may benefit those who listen. So uh, too often, people that feel they have a voice and an opinion that should be shared just have a big mouth because it's not seasoned with grace. It's not seasoned with um, edification and encouragement. Uh, so uh, it just keeps coming back to me, and it has to be the Lord, about how we speak to our children. So I'm really huge about that, especially because I have uh, been a product of words spoken to me that to this day I remember and remember the effect, uh, what we say to them. And sometimes as parents, we think being loud, because sometimes they don't listen, granted, but we think being loud is going to be the voice that has an effect on them. No, it may have a bad effect on them. <laughs> but it's not something that will have a lasting fruitful effect. And so we all have done it, right? We go overboard and we just yell and fight and scream, but there has to be a moment that we recognize if we went overboard, let's have a conversation and say, hey, son, daughter, this is what I wanted you to hear. And I hope this is what you heard. Sorry for the frustration that was in my voice. Sorry for the frustration of uh, how I came across, but this is it. So your voice as a parent has to be seasoned well. Your voice as a parent has a huge effect on your family. So you need to find that and not just be a loudmouth, <laughs> not just be, you know, a bully. You're bullying your own kids with your words and 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 just always putting them off and the rejection. And then you wonder why they can't figure themselves out later on. You need to figure yourself out so your kids can figure themselves out, okay? All right, so let's leave that there because I could go on and on with that one. Y'all already know. Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. 
And let me tell you, even scientifically, this has been proven that when you receive encouragement, when you receive uh, kindness, that your life is different, your health is different. You know, you're not going to have that anxiety happening because you're not afraid of what to do and what to say because you have no voice. You don't know who you are. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to be able to be in an environment where you're receiving kind words uh, because they are sweet to the soul and your soul holds your emotions. And so, you know, those of you that all through your childhood and maybe as teenagers, you just receive cursing and just uh, horrible words and things spoken against you constantly, that's why your soul is broken. But read the word of God, first of all, and see how that will heal you and find people that will speak life to you so that that can heal your soul and your emotions then will be healed, right? and it won't affect your voice. So uh, that's really what I wanted to say today. I have to get out of here and uh, get my day going. And I hope that that encourages you. I hope that the Holy Spirit will help you listen to the words that are coming out your mouth. And some of you know where (laughs) What movie reference that is. I hope the Holy Spirit helps you hear the words that are coming out your mouth. And if you're just being a big mouth and a bully, or you're being someone that has a voice that will heal, that will encourage, that will bring joy. Oh my goodness, we need joy. There are some people that when I'm around them, their voice is joy. The way they say things, the way they come across, it just brings me so much joy. And we need that. Find yourself somebody that gives you joy. Uh, Find people that will encourage you. Ask God. The friendships that I have now in my life are so life-giving, give me so much joy. And uh, you don't have to wait till your late 40s and 50s to have that. You can have that in your 20s and your 30s. Pray. But also, you know what? The Word of God says two don't walk together unless they're in agreement. And if you find yourself in constant toxicity, maybe you need to check your toxicity level. That's a little freebie for this episode. (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but that just came up. So let's focus. Find your voice. Find your voice. Be a voice that will encourage and motivate others and that they will, other people will want to be around you, that your kids will want to be around you. I've always, periodically throughout my life, I believe I've shared this before, have always asked my daughters, when people say nice things about me, do you roll your eyes to the back of your head or do you agree? Because there have been adults in my life that other people are like, oh, she's so sweet or he's so kind or he's so this or she's so that. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, if you only knew, if you only knew, (laughs) you're getting the good side. (laughs) I don't see that side. And so I've asked my daughters, you know, because I can't be life-giving outside my home and in my home just be giving death all the time. I can't be, you know, getting hooray, hurrah from people at church, from people at my job, and my kids think I'm cuckoo kachoo. Now, don't get me wrong. I need to finish this because I could get go off on a, end, on a tangent with this too. Don't get me wrong. You, I, you don't need to be buddy-buddy with your kid just so that they could give you a medal, but your voice needs to be sweet. Your go-to can't be my, my words are going to hurt my child. My words are going to destroy my child. So, all right, my friends. 
<laughs> All right, my friends, that's it for today's episode. I hope this helped you. Please, for those of you watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, share. Those of you uh, listening to the podcast as well, share, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I thank you so much. Thank you for your prayers. Keep them coming. Uh, and so I'm Liz here on the Liz Teach podcast, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you.